0: We're not experts, and the opinions expressed are solely our own. We'll do our best to be factual and correct any errors that might occur at a later date. The main point of this show is taking the fork in the road towards comedy whenever possible. There will be many forks in the road. Welcome to another episode of Drinking and Talking Animals. I'm Bob. I'm Mark. I'm George.
1: Holy crap, holy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> correct. And my wife is going to lose her mind when she hears this episode because today is Colin Firth's birthday. She has been in love with that dude since before me. I'll tell you that. Uh, I don't even remember what film got her interested in this guy is that her
1: past person
0: i mostly know him from the kingsman no the colin firth he's the english actor
1: no i'm saying is that the past oh yeah I'm yeah i'm just saying the past that's that's number one chance, on her list that's the past 100 percent.
0: Yeah. that's the yeah that's the if this ever happens like colin firth <laughs> gets really drunk and is like, and she's really drunk, and they're like, we should do it. Debbie was I the, can't say anything. He's the Dude. main
2: character from the Kingsman ones?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah the one that whooped those cool. freaking yeah. punks' asses in that bar with the umbrella, George. One of the most badass freaking action scenes of all time. It is time. pretty fun to yeah. watch. Getting your ass kicked with an umbrella, you got to feel yeah. like a bitch at that point. You know <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Like, you just got whooped down by an old man with an umbrella.
1: Yeah, I think Jebby's main one is uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yes. Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, with or without the claws. Either way, I think. Careful, careful. Between in character. Yeah.
1: Or it could be Chris Hemingsworth too. If if
0: Debbie could be a superhero, which one would she be?
1: Whoever's Wolverine's girlfriend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm picking that yeah. one. Boom. That's how yeah. I got
1: her to watch Marvel movies is because of Hugh Jackman and, and Chris uh, Hemsworth. Yeah. Because she said, oh, okay, I can like, watch these. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I'm
0: in. Yeah. Yeah. That's random. <laughs> you got it. Your,
2: your furry wolf
1: suit. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. And I'm we might as well them. get
0: socials out of the way early today. Yeah. You want to rock through them, Mark?
1: We are on Instagram and Facebook at Drinking and Talking Animals. We are on uh, Twitter at D Animals. We are also on have a Gmail account, which Max needs some of your. Video videos, submissions. Video submissions. You know, they can be yeah. G rated. They can be R rated. X rated. They yeah. could be NC seventeen. <laughs> favorite yeah. Max animals doesn't Look care. Looking out for them. I'm, I'm looking out for them every yeah, day. Max yeah. I would love to see it.
2: I want a favorite animal. <laughs> yeah. Could be uh,
0: <laughs> or, or your favorite animal. Yeah, could yeah. be yeah. just uh, Could be just the same picture that Tommy Lee posted on Instagram <laughs> recently,
1: and that so. would be at DNT Animals at gmail.com Yeah,
0: Tommy Lee definitely posted yeah. a D. I don't <laughs> yeah. know about a T, but yeah. yeah. He's an animal everybody. Yeah. Actually, you know, super great drummer. Here's the weirdest thing. I've seen Motley Crue a couple of times. So, he does a drum solo and he just gets into his own thing. It's not even like a like a 90s rock Style thing, he gets into a lot of like electronica background mm-hmm. music, and he just jams out. And they always put him on some kind of weird rotating contraption with a camera attached to him. Yeah. So while you're watching him, this guy's like going upside down, and he's spinning around, and he's still playing these drums like it's nothing. It's like, oh well, I'm Tommy Lee. Like I can play the drums, freaking anyway like, you uh, put me. Like, so put so- me in space, baby.
2: so soleil,
0: yeah, it drum-y. is. It is really. And and they really up their game. They they put them on like this crazy gimbal that would like spin around and I don't know how in the world you could maintain your drum solo while you're in some of the positions that that dude was in. The drum cage it, of death. It's called good spinning drugs. around.
2: Yeah, <laughs> good but drugged
0: man. As the dude went upside down, I mean the cool thing was you could like tell by his hair which direction he was facing <laughs> when you're watching him on like the they had a like a GoPro attached to his face, so you're still seeing him from like a right side yeah. up perspective but you can like just see his hair change you know it's either up or I'm down was, or I'm up glad it or was down his
2: hair that could point what direction it was uh, i'm sure the other <laughs> does too but they don't have
0: the little tommy cam <laughs> involved uh, you know behind the scenes uh, you know because that dude every time i've seen him also to get he's like tommy which pair of shorts do you want to wear for the show tonight because that's all he needs shorts and shoes that's it. Yeah. I don't even know if he wears socks.
2: That That is a pretty standard uniform for a lot of the hardworking rock drummers.
0: Drummers, for sure, yeah. yeah. I a, think a, a shirt tank, just tank top, gets in your way at some point. As,
2: as heavy as they get up top. Right. Like,
0: like step one, you're a rock drummer. I'm taking these sleeves and collar out of this bitch because <laughs> this is going to get too hot and sticky. Yeah. I'm rock candy, baby. (laughs) I'm hot, sweet, and
2: sticky. I like that song.
0: It is a good song. Not so much the one that was remade in the Wayne's World movie, but, you know. That
2: original Montrose
1: Mm -hmm. version was good. Correct. I I need a beer. Okay. What is it? Today, we are drinking Cigar City Brewing's Margarita Gosa. Mm-hmm. But if you look up the, ger- that's the Americanized pr- pronunciation of that word. If you look up the German pronunciation, it's goes. Not what I got. That's what I. I went and did a little.
2: It's not a loud beer. Yeah. Huh? And
0: I went. I went out of the can. I saw
2: you. I'm going to. I'm not. Yeah. I'm gonna say I don't know this
1: style at all.
0: This is kind of like your training wheels sour.
1: Yeah, it's basically it is. It's technically a wheat beer. Its ABV is 4.2 percent. IBUs are five. It has a 50 percent wheat bill. It's also had salt, orange peel, and lime essence added to it to give it that margarita.
2: It smells like Vienna sausages. We have the meat.
1: What? Smell it, George. I did, and I'm not getting no Vienna sausages. Maybe in like
0: a salty kind of way. Wiener it, way. In, Are you in salty a salty wiener, wiener, wiener way. has got a <laughs> salty wiener. Yeah.
2: No, it, it smells like Vienna sausage. George's
0: aroma impressions have probably been one of my favorite parts of every drink we've ever done. Like when you crack into a fresh beer and he's like, well, the nose is kind of butt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, not
2: uh, not goat butt. No.
0: <laughs> this is... Yeah. Not not like a farmyard butt. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is brewed in Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. Well,
0: Cigar City. Yeah. Florida'd be a good yeah. place being Cuba mm-hmm. adjacent.
2: I bet everything goes it. sour there too.
0: hmm No. It, it did say hecho a mano. Yes. On the can, so it's made in mano? I don't know. <laughs> made a man. Maybe made a I man.
1: I don't speak Florida. Born <laughs> in Tampa, Florida.
0: Yeah. And it also, under Cigar City, says Hecho Amano. Whatever that means. I'm Whatever. not sure. I don't yeah. speak Spanish either. You guys want to hear a cool little brief history of Goza? We can say Goz if you want. No, Goza Gozer. Goza. Remember Gozer from oh, Ghostbusters? How about, yeah. So, yeah. There is no Dana, okay. only Zul. <laughs> no, Gozer. So this beer style almost went extinct. It's a top-fermenting wheat and barley brew, Yeah. Uh, usually skewed towards wheat, brewed with salt water or additions of salt, and usually it has coriander.
1: Yes, and you know why it's called Goza?
0: Because that was, was the name of the river.
1: Yes, and which has high sal- has a fairly high salinity content.
0: Yeah, do you know why it had high salinity?
1: Because of the tides.
0: Because they found silver in the area, and after they started mining silver, they brought out other deposits of salt, Felt. copper, yes. and other minerals that entered the local water source, and the town was named after the river. It was Gosler or Gosler, yeah. depending on how you read that. Gosler. Uh, that town was founded in the 10th century, and uh, the first appearance of the style was in the 15th century. Yep. Although some people say that it was around for a thousand years, and the expert that wrote the particular article I'm getting all of this from mm-hmm. said that if that's the case, it wasn't called Goza. No. It would have been called something completely different. Exactly, And it would have just been basically based on the salt content of another water source. Well, and yeah. if you,
2: you mentioned coriander, and if it had coriander, then you could probably link that to the Vikings pretty easily.
0: Coriander is that was the, something
2: they picked up routinely.
0: A traditional goza would have coriander in it. That's one of the complementary spices that it's yeah. supposed to have.
2: Coriander in Norwegian. I think
0: they probably skipped it to make this one a little more margarita-ish.
2: margarita-ish. Coriander B-ish. in Norwegian things is pretty common.
0: mm mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And that's, I guess, a weird thing, too, because some people like coriander, but they don't like... Uh, dang it. What's it grow into? to be? Uh... Oh, you cilantro. Just... Cilantro, yeah. yeah. So that's weird, is people can handle coriander, but a lot of people don't like cilantro at all. Which it also, either yes. they You either like it or it tastes like soap, and that's yeah. genetic. And
1: yeah, it is, yeah.
0: Yeah. So the first appearance of the style was in the 15th century, and it was a favorite in Leipzig, which was 110 miles away from Gosler, where the original style was born and uh, the popularity was declining by World War I, and the last brewery of this style closed at the end of World War II. It had a really brief resurgence from 1949 to 1966, well, when it died out again in 1966. And then a guy named Lothar Goldhahn became the owner of an old Goza brewery or tavern in Leipzig, and he nursed it along, and that was in the 90s and basically just was the only guy doing this. And somehow he spread the popularity of it. And I think you're also looking at, you know, your early 90s is the rise of the sour. Yeah, Which, it is. you know, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm not hating this. I've had a lot of like Brett, Brett Amiason sire sours. And those things just have this weird way of turning my stomach, and I think it's because of the bacteria that's in there. Yes, it just has this, this way this, this, of this, making yeah. everything just feel sour in this, your whole system. Well,
1: again, this but this
0: is, isn't a yeah. bretomycin. No,
1: it's not brewed with, uh, with when, a, a bacteria. Is it true
2: that once you go sour in a brewery, you go like you don't go back?
0: Pretty much. the The way it works is breweries that make sours, they start off the process by making what could become a normal delicious beer. And then and they, they go add. and then they add something. Yeah. It's usually a bacteria. It's not always, bretamiacin the only one that comes to mind. I know they use a couple of other different ones, Yeah, but they essentially just kind of dose the batch. And then there's a lot more science involved in making a good sour because you're really checking your pH levels and there's a lot going on. Well,
2: how did they do that science 1000 years
1: ago? I, well, that's they were. Yeah. That's,
2: that's
0: This this is a style that just kind of naturally becomes it, it it gets that little sort of sour like note in all it.
1: All of the
2: early winemaking, beer making, bread making, whatever yeast yeah. right.
0: bacteria pulled up And it was interesting because part of the article that I skipped and didn't write down because it didn't really make a lot of sense to me is they say that, you know, they would brew this. They would put it in bottles and they would allow it to uh, secondary ferment in open bottles with no caps. Yeah. And they said that the yeast would naturally form its own cap. In the bottles. So you would end up with like a yeast cork mm-hmm. in the top of the bottles. So they and just they
2: just let the bacteria yeast fight itself out until pretty much. the wild balance. Yeast, wild yeast.
0: Right. And that's where you're getting the sour from. And that's well, and that's where you get the sour from in a lot of like farm style ales. Well, yeah. You know.
2: Sourdough, that that war goes on also. Right. To a point of balance where if one wins it goes one way, the other one wins, it goes the other way.
0: Yeah. I mean <clears throat> From just a brief history of beer, what I understand is for years and years and years, they actually thought that, you know, the fermentation process was magical because all of the wort. That'd was, be the
2: work of the devil then.
0: It probably, you know, but except for the fact that it was made by Trappist monks. Yeah. So it was, you know, blessed <laughs> well, by God inherently. Witches. Uh, and witches. Uh, but they just have these open vats of wort. And then magic would happen and it turns out the magic is flies have natural yeast on their legs. Yeah. And when they land on top of this stuff to take a drink and die, they sink to the bottom and that natural yeast is what and there's also natural there's natural yeast yeast in the air too. too. (laughs) Right. I mean, you're talking about a pretty nasty process. Uh, beer oh, yeah. beer was a weird deal
1: uh, a thousand day, years yeah. ago, right? Until the <laughs> German purity laws came about, yeah. <laughs> limit the number of flies in your beer. True. I mean, you also got to remember too. This was started back before they were using hops, right? Yeah. I mean,
0: there was there's not really a bittering component. to no, this. No, not
1: at all. Right. And this may be why I couldn't find maybe coriander. I couldn't find the hops. I don't think on there, it may anyway. not yeah, there may not be hops
0: this. in here. Right. I think it's just a ferment of, you know, uh, wheat, barley, and yeast. Yeah. It's probably, and that's why it would be true to a German style. Yeah. You know, you got your German purity law where you're mm-hmm. looking at, you know, it's only four ingredients. Yeah. For a German beer. Pretty uh, much. The salt is just lucky if because that's it the came water Because it came in the water. It was in right. the water, yeah. Yeah, and speaking of that, the drinking game. We rally round the family with a pocket full of. We rally round the
2: family with a pocket full. We rally round the family with a pocket full.
0: That's important. If you hear a bell, take a drink. <laughs> or a friend frog geez we didn't even mention friend frog at all last show Uh, that's all right yeah well Friend friend frog makes rare appearances right yeah when george isn't using the stick for unauthorized friend frog purposes (laughs) (laughs) banging on anything he wants to do uh yeah and we haven't even mentioned it yet the iguana
2: oh wait i have a correction for today already
0: nice what's that
2: i was thinking not of coriander but of another spice. So that's wrong. Coriander's wrong.
0: Coriander. Relating
2: yeah. to the Vikings. Oh. Cardamom is the... Cardamom, cardamom. is yeah. the Viking, that's the spice
1: yeah. spice I was thinking of. Yeah, but... Gotcha. Yeah. There oh, we go. The rare Real George t- correction. Uh, and he corrected himself.
0: There's a bell we didn't do last show either. Like, no. Yeah. Everybody's going to be drinking right along with us. Hopefully they have a delicious goza. Or as Mark likes to say, "Gozer." Just kidding, goes. Go. Whatever it is. Go. Like, I think people are gonna understand what we're drinking. G O S E. G O S E. Yeah, that simple. Nose with the O uh at the end. Goza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Iguanas. We're we'll some basics. Iguana, iguana. Iguana, iguana. Iguana, iguana. Comes from the original Taino word. Iwana. Iwana, yes. I W A N A. That's yeah. the what they called them, the Taino people. I had to look up the pronunciation because I would have called them Taino or. What's a something. Taino? Uh, they were uh, original people in Central, somewhere, uh, the brick uh, other, South America? South,
1: Central America, I believe. Central yeah. America? Like, yeah. Like the whole Cuba. No, Central America. That would have been yeah. Panama. Like oh, below man. Panama.
0: No. Panama, South America adjacent.
1: El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua. Cuba's out there. Florida. Guatemala. Island.
2: We're talking more central.
1: Yeah. Central America. And that's where iguanas are native to. They're not native to Florida. I know that. Right. They're actually native to southern Mexico on down to the southern parts of Brazil and Paraguay. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, they've been. They are.
0: And the Caribbean.
1: Yes, well, some of them are native there and some of them are not. Yeah,
0: and we're probably not talking about green iguana. Yeah. Everywhere. No. There's, there's multiple well, species. Well, it's, it's,
1: it's, it's a genus in flux. They keep There's a, a couple different ones, like say from Sabin Island and a couple other ones where they were starting to say, or there's a rhinocephalus, which is basically the rhino horned iguana. Which, depending on who you talk to, is a separate subspecies or species or not? Like rhinocephalus. Rhinocephalus. <laughs> and it's basically it's a, it's an it's a, it's an iguana that comes from southern Mexico, and they tend to have a an a, a, a horn like protrusion on the tip of their snout. Huh. And they just they keep saying, well, it breathes true or it doesn't breathe true. So it's 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 you know every time some. New kid needs to do a doctorate study. He comes up with some new theory that either is or isn't. And it takes a while to get uh, disproven or proven. Right. So it, it's, it's Now, they've been introduced into Southern Florida, mm-hmm. the Rio Grande Valley in Texas, Hawaii, Puerto Rico, Singapore, Thailand, Fiji Island, and Taiwan. Damn. So hot and moist... Oh, yeah. They, no, hot and humid. Um, George, that's a rare
0: break of the moist barrier for you. Yeah, yeah. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what's so stupid is like the Fiji Island introduction. As Bonehead decided, oh, we got a lot of bugs here. I don't like them. You know what? Let's bring green iguanas on to eat the bugs.
0: Well, that's the dumbest thing you could ever do. Considering well, they're herbivores. Mainly.
1: For the most part. And yeah. Any protein Except to for get when it, they're young. Better than bringing a polar bear. But it's just like, really? (laughs) That would have been smart. Well, the polar bear's really effed up everything. We should should introduce (laughs) nine
0: species of frogs.
1: Yeah. We'll get into it a little bit later on. But, yeah, I mean, they've got a native uh, iguana there, a guanid called the Fiji Island Iguanids. And there's about, uh, I think it's broken down into three different species there now. And they're endangered now, mainly because... The green iguanas, which are much larger. Mm-hmm. They average the five to six foot.
0: Largest, correct?
1: Yeah. They average five to six feet. That's the eating iguana. Yeah. yeah. And um,
0: yeah, half of which is yeah. tail.
1: Yeah. And I've That's seen a lot
0: a, of tail on this guy.
1: I've seen a couple individuals that were pushing seven foot. With Dang. Un, large males with unbroken tails. Right. But yeah, they're... Yeah. They're big impressive beasts.
0: Yeah, for being that big, it's interesting they still have the, you know, lose your tail in an emergency situation deal that a lot of lizards do have. But they do
1: have it, but on they the said adults
0: it never grows back no. the same.
1: And on the adults it doesn't grow back near as long. Yeah. And they'll just get uh wherever it breaks off, they'll just get they a They just little get bit bushier. Well, no, they just get a little bit of a stub. Yeah.
2: They just uh, get a younger of hair.
1: On the younger ones, it will grow back It will grow back more full. Yeah. But on the, on the uh, adults, it, it just never quite gets, again, running the rescue idea, we get a lot of iguanas through there. And we get a lot of uh, adults, and they'll have a, either lost a tail or partially lost a tail. Right. And um, they end up being, they may get a quarter of their tail back. Right. Which is, you That's know. That's quarterback.
0: Yeah. Well, and it looks cooler when you put a pair of sunglasses on their ass like a Cocker yeah. spaniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there was something, too, that they basically make a choice at some point, too. It's either you put that much resource into regrowing your tail, or you just go, well, Yeah. I didn't really like it anyway. Yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. big. I don't need to whip. I don't yeah. need to whip. Whip? Is there
2: anything? Watch me is there anything Watch me that has to whip. do with like if they're more arboreal?
1: Is that tail more important? Um, they're actually they they're.
0: I don't know how much it Cause is because they for, go both be, ways, right? Yeah, I mean, they
1: what would be termed a semi-arboreal? Because as as youngsters they tend to spend more time in the trees. Well, that's what um, I was thinking. Is that tail more adult, important when they're younger if they're up in the trees? Mating is all about
0: trees. Yeah and the uh the, so and having, actually so think, does having a stub hurt your mating i think parts of your whole life is yeah. you know the the mating was more about like do laps and head bobbin and from what i got out of it and,
1: yeah, yeah and i got it
2: i got a dunlap and it's never helped my mating at all.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah wear
2: your belly dunlap <laughs> yeah. over your belt
0: <laughs> yeah no i mean this, this is a lap. Max Max had a good yeah. picture of one kind of inflated here a little bit ago yeah. that he Want put a on picture screen. Of mine? Yeah,
1: there, there it, it is. is. Yeah,
0: yeah, that big, Dev, def, the big saggy male. Deal yeah. under the the dewlap. Yeah, that is a dewlap, and they have strong muscular masseters, as you can see yeah. on. Or is that the uh, what do they call it? The sub tympanic shield. That larger,
1: round scale? No, the tympanic shield would be up near the ears. Ear hole. Right. Ear holes. Well, it was weird because that sub-tympanic
0: shield I read serves no purpose other than they think that predators might confuse it as a large eye staring back at them. Yeah. Almost like the false eyes on uh, certain breeds of dogs, you know.
2: Are, Are those single big scales above the tulap? Or is that individual ones
1: in that? No, and they are definitely above the dewlap. No, I'm saying are
2: the, is that patch there that
1: those two, lighter colors two big giant Is that scales. a big,
2: are those big scales or are those? No, it's a big scale. multiple.
1: No, 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 it's a big scale. It's one solid scale. It's not multiples.
2: Hmm. That's weird. Yeah,
1: yeah, and
0: yeah, that's their
1: jowls, George. Yes.
0: And apparently, you can determine sex based on those jowls because males are larger and more prominent, and females are small or flat. And in that, also, that two yes. big two scaled area there—that's more like your jowl area.
1: Also, males tend to have taller spikes, mm-hmm. and they have a large femoral pores. Yeah, on the underside of the legs. What's the use for marking their territories and for attracting the ladies?
0: Yeah, it has a waxy protrusion it in does, males. Yeah. Females, pretty much nothing. Yeah. Just Just a I mean, they,
2: they can still that's drop That's the wrong a kind of iguana, isn't it? No. No.
0: Kind. That's correct. So,
1: that is correct. So what's well, the one? Actually, and that would be the rhinocephalus. Yeah. One, the ones that have the, the horny protrusion. The problem is, is it uh, does crop up, not just in the area in South America, or in, uh, southern Mexico where they were thinking it was a specific
2: That one looks type. more like a
1: marine iguana. No, marine iguanas are black and warty looking. Black and warty. I
2: said it looked more like
1: Yeah. And, and again, the they're, they're, short and the they're trying to catch
0: me black and warty. Try to catch me black and warty. They're,
1: high, they're highly <laughs> variable in their coloration, and it also depends on the region they're from. The ones that are further north into Mexico tend to be more orange. Uh, there are some races that tend to be more of a black. Now, blue. He's, what Max has put up <laughs> is a blue iguana, which is a morph that was developed in captivity. Except for the baby iguanas that were raised in El Salvador. They tend to be blue. And then as they grow older, they tend to fade to green. And it turns out that if you feed your baby iguanas at the iguana farms, um, hemp dyes. leaves... Hemp leaves? They turn blue. Huh. And then when you're not feeding them hemp leaves as they get older, they're not so blue anymore. See, I didn't go down the road
0: because we were covering green iguanas, but the little bit I bumped into blue iguanas, I read that they're, they were saved from extinction. That's a, with a yeah. yeah, with a that's very a whole small
1: population. I'm just co- right. talking the color blue in right. a green iguana. But no, the cyclura, its that's, uh, I'm going to say lewisai. Cyclura huh. lewisai.
2: So if you smoke the right kind of dope, you can turn into an iguana. No, That's
1: hemp ain't going
0: to do nothing for you. No. no, you
2: turn into an
1: iguana. But it, it grows. Well, yeah. yeah.
0: In Cheech and Chong's nice dreams. Yeah. Stacey <laughs> Keech totally turned into an iguana. Mm-hmm. There- and, you know, I did I did bump into green iguanas turning orange during mating. Yeah. When Because during the mating process, they don't eat and they can stress their systems out enough that they do go through a color change, and I think that's also to attract the ladies. It is. Because we're going to find out some cool stuff with mating, because male iguanas actually have it pretty freaking good when it comes to mating. Yeah. Uh, There's not a lot of dominance fighting. There's not a lot of that. No. It's pretty much like you basically get up in a tree, you do your little dance, make a little love, get down tonight. Like, it's the females that actually fight for the ability to mate with a male that they think is sexy. The big stud. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Lee lizard. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they just he just lays down on a branch. Yeah, <laughs> posted on Instagram and next thing you know there's 30,000 ladies like, hey "Heyo. <laughs> yeah. How do you breathe through that little thing?" says the elephant.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, there's a recycled joke there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very recycled. Yeah but four strong limbs yep make them great climbers and sharp claws help
1: too oh i've and they don't use the claws
0: for defense
1: no they do not they bite or whip yeah and i've or one, nay, of the, one of the worst <laughs> injuries i've ever had came from an iguana um, i was working at a pet store down in the san diego area la mesa live cargo pets and we had a raised cage that this uh, large male Iguana lived in. He was well over six foot, very aggressive, and definitely an alpha male. I, was, I didn't allow my employees to go in there because he was so bad. So I'm in there messing around, cleaning out. I think I was g- getting ready to swap out his food dish. And someone said, hey, Mark, look over here. And I turned my head, and he caught me under the nose with his tail. Ooh. Um, I had two black eyes
2: smell my nose
1: and you cannot stitch under your nose yeah uh, so i was wearing butterfly bandages for a week yeah says the guy that got yeah. his
0: nose ring ripped out yeah. by a boxer yeah. yeah that was that was awesome it's just yeah.
1: barely just barely back in there everybody like it was yeah. almost almost but not quite broken mm. and not too long after that i decided you know what I'm gonna take some time off. I can't trust this animal with anybody else. Mm-hmm. So I found some a breeder that wanted to uh, use his genes to make baby iguanas. His genes? The iguanas' genes. Oh. Be better with this uh, female. Otherwise, you right. make jeans out of that. Because he thing. was a large, he was a large impressive beast. <laughs> I
0: was like, you know what that
1: gets? Yeah, yeah like he was a very large yeah. impressive beast.
0: Ten years to life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, is it true that the young are skittish and will try to whip anything that they don't like with their tails? Cause Pretty much. Yeah. I ran
1: into that a bunch of it, times. It takes. Yeah, they're not. They're like get away with not, we're like, not whip, docile. Whip, whip, whip. And what people don't realize is when they hatch out of the eggs, they tend to stick together as a group. The eggs? No, the uh, baby iguanas. And the yeah. theory is, is that it's basically when you have a whole... It's like a school of fish. Right. When you have a whole group of them and everybody scatters at once, it kind of distracts the predators from figuring out who they're going to grab.
0: It was... I, I ran into that researching this and... It was hard to follow in some ways because the burrows can be deep, up to a meter, uh, where the females lay the eggs. And it said something that it takes them sometimes up to two to three days to reach the surface of their burrow. Yeah, And when they do, they basically pop a little hole through, and they'll they'll put their head up, put their head in. It's Mm -hmm. like the hokey pokey. Oh, yeah. Like, you put your head out, you put your head in, you put your
2: head out. Some of those burrows could be caused by other, you know, a nutria or something. Where No, they, no these own. are
0: dug by the iguana. And actually I, f-
2: I read where they could be in like a 80-foot-long network of tunnels.
1: And that tends to be I, more in Florida, where they're digging into dikes and things, where it's, it's not quite the same. But, you know, even in their native areas, they are digging holes. They're finding that iguanas spend a lot more time, will spend time in a burrow. And this is the adults, not the babies. Yeah.
0: And it said As far as expanding the tunnel system, Mm -hmm. that these same burrows are used year after year and are re-expanded, or you know, like like you know, an addition of a sunroom would be fantastic down here. Like, yeah. (laughs) yeah, we're gonna have many chambers, and I think in places like florida there they can be utilized by multiple females yeah and that's probably where your branching large network of chambers come up and why it takes so long the craziest thing i saw was the when you know they start doing the poke the head out put mm-hmm. the head in when they're getting ready to leave they're actually also watching other baby iguanas that are doing the same thing. Yeah. And as soon as one of them is brave enough to emerge, they, all they, come they out. kind yeah. of all do in yeah. mass. And the most unusual thing was a dude was watching the hatching of some iguanas at night mm-hmm. under a full moon or brightly lit sky. And he said that at night when they do the same thing, they're kind of watching each other when they emerge at dark to come out of their, you know, the first time they're coming on to land, they unusually jump straight up at the sky and they don't know why they do that. It's almost like they're trying to just like get to the moon yeah. or, you know, like they're trying to jump towards the light, like go to the light. Yeah. iguana. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of the craziest things that I, oh, I bumped yeah. into. It probably was, is
2: the reality of it that that's something is guiding them out of the darkness that they're in
0: yeah because what are they where are they trying to scamper to are they just trying to get to trees they're trying to get to
1: trees yeah right. because that's where they're most protected right uh, and up, again they tend up is better yeah right they they blend in they're 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 uh um, more of a, a solid green color when they're born mm-hmm. uh that's why they're the the ones out of el salvador they're not born green but they become be a, or blue, but they become bluish tinted after being fed. Huh. So. Yeah. And just briefly
0: going back a skosh, they are primarily herbivores and they have a row of tiny sharp teeth that would remind you of your basic like desk tape dispenser, Mm -hmm. like little tiny serrated teeth. When you look at them under magnification, their teeth are imposing. And it said with an adult iguana bite, they almost always require stitches. They will take a chunk
1: out if, oh, if had, they can. And I've had some decent bites. Not it looks, just yeah. it that. It's kind of like a
2: dogfish shark, yeah, where they're small and serrated. Only difference is they're um, diamond shaped, where the right. dogfish are kind of uh, flat, but they're, they're they have that serration on them.
1: I right. will. I'm going to throw a, a quick anecdotal story. Um, it'll cover two things first off they're biting and they're um um how they um you said it was going to be quick shut up george (laughs) (laughs) yeah um real quick model friend of mine um had a pair of large iguanas um wouldn't believe me that the males do get aggressive during, not only during the breeding season, but also when a woman's on her menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. Because what she's producing is pheromones that are fairly really similar to what a female iguana produces when she's ready to mate. Mm-hmm. Came home off of a job. And again, she was a model. Right. Male iguana launched, launched himself at her, took her cheek off. Ooh. So. Wow. Uh, she's no longer a model. Right. I mean, it literally took the cheek off her face. Um, and she, after then, decided that uh, maybe free roaming iguanas was not the best thing to do. Maybe a model for yeah. the danger of iguanas. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. definitely. When mm-hmm. I was younger, I had an iguana, and now look at me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, totes, my goats. Uh, they also sneeze to get rid of salts, and some folks have taken to calling that process snalts. Snalts. It's like a salty snot, and it, mm-hmm. that's primarily a function of their digestion. They don't want that extra salt, and that they uh, sneeze it out of their, their nose.
2: Protect their little crappy kidneys or something.
0: I guess. Yeah, I, I didn't really run into why they're kind of salt-averse, but it makes sense, I guess, if you're an Maybe iguana. Maybe that. what
2: makes the marine iguanas possible.
0: Uh, their, ability, those,
2: their ability to resist the salt.
0: Something. Those mer- marine iguanas, it must be how they dispel all the salt from what they eat because those suckers are, like, diving underwater for a long time and eating all well, that algae and stuff on the rocks.
2: What, couldn't the green iguanas stand underwater for a ridiculous amount of time, like hours?
0: Uh, I
2: didn't. I thought it was, like, two and a half hours.
0: I didn't get into it because we were covering green iguanas. Uh, green iguanas can be no, that's sem- I said. somewhat. That's what I meant, green iguana. Green, I, don't, I don't know how long they can hold their breath. I swear it was like two and a half hours. We're going to have to wait till Dr. Peepee gets back to find out about <laughs> that. You know, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he, he was our expert, and you know, he's got the smallest bladder, probably smaller than an iguana's. Yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing. He, he does you know? blow
2: salt out of his nose, too. Yeah, right.
0: I mean, I think that's part of it. But, yeah, how long can a green iguana hold its breath, Mark?
1: I want to say something like eight minutes.
0: Yeah. So marine iguanas, much longer?
1: Yes, big. that's a whole different species and stuff. So. Right. That's yeah. where
0: that's where George and I went when your walnut bladder decided yeah. to act up on you again.
1: Uh, so the,
0: how long can the adult male mark hold its urine?
2: Not long enough. Yeah.
0: Turns out 43 minutes. By the time he right. got
2: to the bathroom, he just turned around and came back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, it already happened in the Depends. Yeah,
2: maybe it so Depends. Yeah. Have another beer.
0: Yeah, but like, what do old people smell like?
2: These beers are half <laughs> Depends. <half-blocking.
0: laughs> yeah, there's a joke for you. Yeah, Bob's breaking the joke barrier. Yeah,
1: yeah, Man, yeah. Man, that's yeah. a
0: good time for a joke break. You got hey, any
1: iguana jokes? What do you call an iguana that runs in a, a casino? Lizard of odds. <laughs> <laughs> the lizard of odds.
0: That seems like that could go for any What do you call an lizard. iguana that
1: wraps? don't know. A reptile. Flo-rida. A reptile. <laughs> what do you call an iguana Raptile. with no eyes? No idea. Guana. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guana. That one's clever. Oh. Ish. What is an iguana's favorite way to get high? Marijuana. Yeah, climb a tree. Marijuana. <laughs> Marijuana.
0: Hello. Yeah, George is like now. I need to leave. <laughs> I'm
2: going
0: get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of uh, anatomy physiology. They have neutral dorsal and caudal spines found yep. around their bodies. Neutral are the tiny spikes on the base of the neck. Dorsal run across the back. Caudal on the tail. Females tend to have curved spines, while males have pointy and straight ones around the neck. Yeah. Mark already talked about femoral pores. Uh, they're exactly where you think they would be. And they contain several glands that emit pheromones and look distinctly different based on sex. Yeah, and with, what's with... the deal with the comb-like shape
1: that the male protuberance can have? Because that well, came it's, up. It's 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 got to do with them being able. To, yeah, <laughs> of course it came up. <laughs> it's it's allowing them to spread their smell mm. for. Um, and again, when you're looking at, It's so kind of a, like a
0: paintbrush for rocks and it, yeah. rocks
1: and branches. I mean, if you're looking at a female iguana's femoral pores, they actually look like donuts <laughs> because it's 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 a circle with. Don't! A, with <laughs> moral pores. So, whereas a male. They use male, them on other
2: males, like. <laughs>
1: yeah. Whereas a male iguanas, they're um, they're solid and look more. Just looking at them without getting up close and personal. Um, and again, they do have a waxy look to them and they're raised. Now, that doesn't start happening until they become the, they become mature in Mc, eh, mcguanas... <laughs> McGuana. McDonald's. Gu- Juanas. Uh, start maturing at about three years of age.
0: They they're almost reaching full size at that point yeah. too, right? And that's when they're getting their yeah yeah that's when the yeah. the young will eat the insects and spiders for protein.
1: Yeah, and it's, and it's not a lot. There's there's a whole it's just lot supplementary, of it's supplementary. It's supplementary. And again, even regular adult iguanas, they, they could bite a leaf and have a bug on it. But gro- not, the growth spurts are extreme. Oh, correct? Yes. Right. They can grow an inch a month. Yeah. At, at at on average.
2: Kind of like pandas can accidentally eat their own worms that came from their poop.
1: I mean and that's huh? yeah. That's I mean, my I issue I have with <laughs> places Stupid pandas. <laughs> places selling iguanas is they just don't let people know how big they get. How quickly they get that big, how aggressive they can be, and I mean you need, for an iguana, you need a cage at least twice their length. Mm-hmm. And at least, you know, six to, six to seven foot tall. Right. I mean, basically, you you need a room for an adult male or even an adult female. And um, they need to be kept very warm. Um, basking spots up to 100 degrees, up at the top, and floor temp, you know, closer into the 80s. Uh, they Lots of humidity. Mm-hmm. And they eat
2: it's like keeping a human female yeah uh,
0: except for the humid part <laughs> yeah the um, warmth the warmth part just has to do with like like it's summertime why do we need two comforters and a down topper
2: they do need their own
1: we don't need roll. that no
0: we don't. i need a sheet yeah yeah and sometimes not even that right exactly yeah no Yeah. Nor a small Sliver of underpants. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Nay, I say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except for the time, I, I, I used to do that, sleep with no clothing on, until the time I actually had to go outside and didn't realize I was not wearing anything. I thought, you know. <laughs> How does that happen? That was April. It was, I thought somebody was breaking into my vehicle. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, you come out of a dead sleep. What the fuck? Yeah. And you come r- grab a near object for swinging. Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah, just, not just the object swinging. <laughs> yeah, he
0: landed on the floor and military crawled out of the sliding glass door.
1: Drop my
2: catalytic converter <laughs> now.
1: <Yeah>. I'm <I'll laughs> my yeah. weapon at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine.
1: (laughs) I've gotten to the point where I, I will wear at least a pair of shorts or something concealing the family jewels. Yeah. Do you have a permit for that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: My rifle. This is my gun. And it's loaded. This one's for killing. This (laughs) one's for fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Vincent D'Onofrio is making a huge appearance in today's show, everybody. Yeah, he is. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Stacy Keech was here earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Send in the whirlybird unit. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Huge naked titties on the beach. Huge naked titties <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. I love Cheech and Chong. Those were like, you know, classic mid-20s movies that we couldn't get enough of. I think, no. you know, everybody watched the hell out of some Cheech and Chong movies back then. Actually, I watched Up you in know. Smoke last month. Yeah. Spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen Nice Dreams. Cheech and Chong are selling weed out of an ice cream truck. And it turns out it's a special strain that if you have too much of it, turns you into a lizard or slash iguana. Iguana, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird premise, it's, but it goes crazy best, places, and I love it. All of those
2: are best watched with a bong. Yeah, yeah, really is the best way.
0: It's true. Uh most of them reach sexual maturity at 3 to 4 years of age. So uh-huh. kind of just after yeah. they reach their height major length. growth or yeah. full adult size, yeah. I guess. Uh, and they breed in the dry season so eggs hatch in the wet season exactly i didn't get a time frame on that do you happen to know like what the
1: range is for it wet versus dry it depends on if we're north of the equator or south <laughs> of the equator oh so it, varies, it regionally. varies yeah right that makes sense they like,
2: like new plant growth and flowers i'm yeah. thinking that that's it
1: and that's yeah i mean and When you're in the equatorial area, the difference between the rainy season and the dry season is instead of 20 inches of rain that month, you got 10. 10. I mean, it's not quite that, but I mean, but it's pretty much yeah, because it even in the dry season it still rains. Right. And sticking with a little bit of mating stuff here.
0: I ran into a term I had never seen before, and it said that iguanas practice something called lek-style mating. It's L-E-K. Uh, Lekking is when a bunch of birds do this. And I guess it makes sense since birds would be so closely related to lizards in a lot of ways, well, you know, like your dinosaurs were. And... Chickens
1: are dinosaurs, man.
0: Right. I'm telling you. So the way it works for birds is a bunch of males gather in a tree And the females watch their dancing and Mm -hmm. whatnot, and then the females pick the males based on this. It's a little different with iguanas because iguanas tend to pick, like, a tree with very little to no foliage, most of the time dead trees. Yeah. And they flit around from branch to branch. They do head bobbing. They expand and contract their—what are those called again? Do laps. Do laps. Do, they do some yeah, done
1: laps. They do some pole dancing.
0: Yeah, they do. They, I mean, <laughs> for real, they do. Uh, and no, they do not. <laughs> they will nuzzle and bite female necks.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: which is, you know, that, that'll that get any hey, woman baby. ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a little nibbling on little the. Nibbling. the yeah, Max tim- would know about that Sub tympanic <laughs> shield. Yeah. You flit your tongue on the sub-tympanic shield and, you know, yeah, you can't resist that. Oh, baby. Yeah. Uh, so they also patrol that territory. Uh, but conflicts between males are very rare, which I thought was it's, cool.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's more actually, it tends not so much during the breeding season, but during um, their territories. Right. Because it's, and it's, 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 Yeah.
2: When, I wonder if that just has more to do with the females choosing.
0: It probably like, does, because that was the thing. Like, you is, could be
2: a little lizard with a big dewlap. And-
0: right. <laughs> be like, look at the size of the dewlap on that feller. <laughs> yeah. I like, don't need to fight, bro. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, he used to sleep with underpants, but he, at some point he said, screw it. Like, if there's trouble, I'm going out. Like, it could be because their cars are very susceptible to catalytic converter. Con- whatever theft (laughs) catalytic converter that's hard to say right now like this goes as hitting in a soury delicious way in my mouth i like it
1: i'm pickled i
0: i don't hate it at all and i was not excited about this so this is a pleasant surprise and so was the iguana yeah (laughs) Uh, and they attract what can be up to eight females, yeah. and after he does his little dance and head bobs and whatever else he does, the females gather, and then they are the territorial ones. That yeah, <laughs> they're like yeah. <laughs> they're like, well, the tulip. I, I usually prefer a thicker, I want and him, larger bitch. one.
1: Leave him alone. Yeah. He's mine, bitch. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, get away from my man. Yeah, I got a man. What's your man got to do with me? Yeah, <laughs> I got a man. I'm not trying to hear that. See. <laughs> I am old, Max. You're right. (laughs) They start tail slapping, you know. So here's the cool thing. When the female winner is ready to mate, the male straddles her, restrains her by biting the skin around her shoulder, pairs his cloacal vent with hers, and then he has the hardest decision of his life. Which penis do I use?
1: That's right, because they have, yeah. They got two dongs. um, They got two dongs. I got
0: two dongs.
2: I'm Goofyfoot, so that's...
0: That's true. Yeah, use the left. left. Most of them go righty. (laughs) Righty, tighty, lefty, loosey. (laughs) Hey-oh. Is it the left dong or the right dong? Yeah. Which (laughs) dong should I use? (laughs) Uh, The act lasts several minutes. Females can store sperm for several years. Yes. Yeah, which, you know, I don't know what kind of purse you're putting that in, but it's probably not your uh, coach or no. Michael
2: Kors.
0: Louis Vuitton. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly, or Balanciaga. You know, and I, I know a lot of fancy purse names now because my wife is fancy.
2: What, what, what other animals can... <laughs> She's so fancy. I only know of you one don't other animal. I, know. <laughs> that... I only know of one other animal that can store it for that long. I was wondering... <laughs> I forgot to ask the question. Like, what other animals? <laughs> I don't know what female animal
0: holds the record for sperm storage, George.
2: Well, a honeybee does.
0: Corrections, Mark. <laughs> a honeybee does. A honeybee does? Yeah.
2: How long can they take it? Because uh, a queen honeybee only mates once in her lifetime. And they, they can live to be three or four years old. How many, how many friggin' sperms is that one dude packing? No, they, it can be multiple, but it's only one time. So it's a train. They, they fly to a place where there's a whole bunch of mans. <laughs> Drone. They, they get and all they then. can. They get all they can. They drown numbers. And they all go back. <laughs> like, 69, I mean, yes! The, the queen goes back to the, the hive, and that's it. She never mates again. Nope. Huh? How many males? Um, indeterminate. It, it can be huh? multiple, though.
0: I mean... Seems like a lot. What's, what's a, the lifespan of a queen bee? Um, queen two, bay. <laughs> two to four years. Two to
1: four years. Two to four years. Damn. So, um, there are multiple reptiles that can store sperm, uh, and again, it's just useful in case they don't come lucky across, they don't come across another <laughs> male for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I got. <laughs> Going through a dry spell, yeah, (laughs) it's true. And or she loses, she's not, she's not top queen
0: that that year. Also, like, what if she wants to take a year off and try painting or knitting? Yeah. Yeah, right. Travel. I mean, she needs to find herself. Yeah. For yeah. a little while, Maybe and, want you to know, go to, sometimes I just want to be alone. Move to Maybe Florida. you want to go to yeah. the south <laughs> yeah. of France. Yeah. Like I don't need a man to complete me. No. Yeah. He already did <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the two-penis term is hemipenes, and that's funny every time, yeah. at least to me. So, you know, like, yeah, like the Dodge Hemi. It brings a totally different meaning to that. Like, what does that mean? The Dodge has two penises? Like, well, it might. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hemes, <laughs> not hemi. I like hemi. That uh, dodge hemi peen. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's got two carburetors. Yeah. Something. Uh, the females lay eggs about 65 days after mating yep. and over the course of three days they can lay as many as 65 to 70 sometimes as few as 20 though Correct. it just really really varies uh, they're deposited in burrows up to a meter deep but sometimes deeper as we already discussed due yep. to lack of you know breeding ground sometimes in places like Florida yeah uh, you know if the dirt isn't soft enough to dig in you're just gonna find the easy entrance and you know multiple females Females have been known to use the same burrows, yeah. Uh, depending on
2: locale, but aren't they perpetual diggers?
0: I don't know how much they're just digging for fun, I guess. Like, or
1: just to burrow? Because,
2: like, when they're talking, they're pretty about adaptable to be in the heat from the iguanas in Florida.
1: Wow! Oh. And that's uh, not just the females; that's the males too. That's just they basically. I kind of got that. yeah. That's they're that's making where a burrow. Hang out, yeah. Huh.
0: I guess if they want to escape like major heat waves or something.
1: I think it's just the bigger the iguana, the less likely they they are to go up high into the trees because of their body weight. Oh, well, and see, that's weird, though, because they said
0: they can survive falls from as much as 50 feet. Oh, yeah. Right. Again. So why why would you be scared? Like, well, I can take as long as I don't go above 50 feet.
1: It just depends on how many falls you want to do. Whoa. Speaking of small penises. Speaking of two penises. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> or lack small or arc. two. Right. I guess. Yeah. I right. do um, it's,
1: it's. It's.
0: Thanks, brewery yeah. recording studio. <laughs> I hate this place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, incubation takes 90 to 120 days at 85 to 91 degrees Fahrenheit. Yep. Hatchlings. Get out with an egg tooth called a caruncle. Yes. That is a weird I word.
2: caruncle.
0: Yeah. I caruncle. <laughs> Simpsons again. Jeez, Miss Crabapple's gonna <laughs> taught us all about this, you guys. <laughs> Thanks, Mrs. Crabapple. Well, I'll never forget you, You're well, my favorite smoking teacher. smoking a cigarette, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bart Simpson's uh, teacher for like the last thirty years. <laughs> yeah. The uh, yolk provides their nutrition for the first week or two, and they are independent from the time of their birth. Yep. No parental no deal there was a weird deal about
2: full set of teeth too
0: yeah after yeah. the females lay they'll usually stick around for a couple of days to protect the the place where they laid their eggs and a couple articles said they're starting to find some adult females that will return five to seven days later and just kind of recheck that nobody's sure messing all, with it. They all got to yeah. go. I think they want to make sure that another female doesn't necessarily, like, lay a clutch above hers. Oh, no, you which, don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, you ain't getting no clutch in my hole. <laughs> and
1: the weird thing is there have been some instances of Especially down in Florida, where the iguanas are laying their eggs in either crocodile or alligator nests. Oh uh. So even further, can and that mama never leaves the nest.
0: Well, and those are fairly thermoregulated yep. because you know temperature. Well, they hatch at the same temperature. Camp. Does temperature des- determine sex the same way in iguanas? I like don't it- think it's
1: really been studied. Oh. Like, it has been in some other lizards. Um, I know it does in um, and alligator- crocodilians. Right. And so... If it's really um, cold,
2: but, you're not going to have sex.
1: But well, I think it nice, e- yeah. even
0: happens with chickens to a degree, right? Because, you know, that's why there's so many roosters in Hawaii, is your average daily temperature yeah, is so high one. that yeah, you get more roosters than hens. Oh, well. uh, if you've ever been to a Hawaiian island, you'll find that pretty much all of them are overrun by roosters to a huge degree. Yeah. You will be woken up at a time you don't want to be because that's that hangover hang. Yeah, later. you're looking at like what is it a is it a four hour time difference between here and there? Or is it three?
1: I think it's no, I think it's
0: four. Yeah, so that's fun when you fly over and your first day there you start hearing roosters at five a.m. Yeah, uh, good times. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. But, man, I found that I could easily sleep, like, 10-plus hours in Hawaii. Just that sea air or something. Even ocean shores. Must be nice. You ever notice that, George? Like, when you're near the water, you can just, like, it it feels like you could drink unlimited amounts of alcohol. And you just don't get the same type of hangover. You feel totally
2: refreshed. You're just raring to go. Usually when I'm by the water, I get up really, really early and go fishing. So well, I that's never, true. I never experienced that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you're just munching on candied ginger when your alarm clock goes off at 3:30 a.m.
2: <laughs> I've never.
1: I don't think I've ever slept in it anywhere near the water. But I actually, really? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with George because usually when I'm by the water, it's so I g- can go fishing, whether it's on the ocean or even up in the mountains, because I'm, I'm by a. I am by ai try to, especially if I'm on a fishing trip, I try to find a camping spot near the source of water i'm gonna be and even when i i was in hawaii as a teenager i got up early
2: just to see the sun come up So it was
1: on haleakala
2: no it was (laughs) kailua kailua on oahu nice the north side
0: i've only spent one day on oahu ever I've spent a couple weeks on Maui and a couple weeks on the Big Island, but only one day on Oahu, and that's because we missed our connecting flight home because we were drinking in a bar and didn't hear the announcement for the boarding of our flight. <laughs> that was a fun added expense when you get the uh, you picture see. window that overly looks Waikiki Beach on the tenth floor of the Hilton Waikiki Hilton. Yeah, had Rude. the most expensive burger of my life at Burger in Paradise, cheeseburger in Paradise.
2: You didn't see the pilot leave the bar at the same time? Oh, uh, right, go? that would have been
0: a good clue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we gotta go. Yeah, be like, well, Denzel just did three mini bottles of Jack Daniels. Uh, the flight must be re- getting ready to leave. <laughs> that is an awesome movie, by the way. I love that one. Yeah. Uh, I, you guys are like kind of on a choose your own adventure from here cuz that was the bulk of what I got out of the iguana. So if Mark's if you've got more gaps
1: to fill in as you do I do. Let's, well, let's and again, do that. it's just it's I want to emphasize again I having been in the pet industry got to a point in my life where I would not sell iguanas anymore. Huh. Cuz when I was down in the San Diego area, they really? were actually putting them down in the shelters because there was not enough places to place them. Right. Because they get so big. And, again, males can get very aggressive. And some males are just the alpha males, which are the nicest, biggest, best-looking ones. They're just aggressive all year round.
2: If you're by yourself, Uh. aren't you an alpha male?
1: No. Uh. Because it's all got to do with the, the testosterone, the size. I mean, it's just like even with any animal. The alpha is always gonna be the biggest, the baddest. Mm-hmm. Uh not so much the brainiest, but Doesn't yeah. your average adult
0: male get into a lot of heavy petting in San Diego? <laughs> nah, not necessarily. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I'm more,
1: um, more of a second base guy. <laughs> they're um again when we talk about this, they're highly uh vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um they're there's a lot of schools of thought as to what makes up the best diet for them. Um, It keeps changing on a, on a regular basis. Some people will just feed them lettuce and say, Oh, they do just fine. But again, we're, they're not doing long-term life. Yes, they grow up on it, but it doesn't mean they're going to be achieve their full potential in terms of life in captivity. I mean, they can live over 30 years.
0: It's a that's an investment.
1: Yeah, it is into an investment. A, yeah, it's not it's not a a one and done. Don't buy it for your kid who's eight years old and it's going to go away at college. Because guess what, he can't take it with him. Well, unless your
0: kid is mad into reptiles, like probably you were when you were a kid. You yeah. know, like the like local family Robinson. Yeah, but uh, Swiss it's just, family Robinson over here I mean, that's,
1: with the rescued. That's one of the main things we get. We're getting iguanas because, oh, I didn't know it was going to be so aggressive. It's just too big. It's like, oh, the kids went away to school. It's I like, didn't know I was
2: going to bite my four year old's thumb off. Yeah, yeah, e- exactly.
1: Yeah, it's just it's it's I know. Sorry, Sherry Geller. You're not going to like this, but they are edible. Right. And I have eaten iguana meat. And in their areas that they're found, they're actually referred to as jungle chickens. Jungle chickens. Yes. Nice. Because well, there they are, are
0: commercial farms, too, yes, nowadays, are. right?
1: Now, the iguana farms that the iguanas we get for the pet trade are actually raised down in, um, on farms. And they're divided. there. In order to get your permits to do your farms, you have to do three things. You have to breed some for the pet industry breed some for the food market, and then breed some for re-releasing back into the wild. Because in some areas, because they are such a highly sought-after food source, they actually were getting scarce. Because between the pet trade and the food sources, they were starting to disappear.
2: We are talking in Central
1: America. Central and South America, yeah. Back not in their... Not here. In their native areas. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's where your main major yeah. meat farms are. Yeah, Central
0: South mm-hmm. America. And also. again, I've
1: I've I've had iguana. Um, you can treat it just like any like you would chicken in terms of pre- preparation. I've had iguana jerky. Yeah. Um, I like it. I, yeah. I read an article about a guy that in California that was
2: importing from Florida to California ten thousand pounds of iguana oh, meat yeah. a month. Yeah. And it sells for sixty bucks a pound that's i believe boneless that's, boneless yeah
0: i believe that's yeah. the same number mark gave yeah. us when we were talking about this
1: earlier yeah no that's, it's uh, and it's and again in florida they do hunt them um a lot of restaurants are starting to add iguana to the um menu florida
2: department of fish and wildlife they recommend that anyone that sees one a green iguana should kill it as they see it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I was telling you guys. Like, you know, at some point, if we could ever put together a sweet road trip to Florida and I I hope that they have some kind of an excursion where you can go shoot them with those blow guns that have the rod and reel feature to them where you got like that barbed dart I'm more, and they I shoot the them tele- from the guy. canal Tele-Gun. and then they reel them in. It
1: looks super fun. I'm I not going to lie. Honestly, I think it's a little on the cruel side.
2: A I don't think they're all, invasive
1: but I'd rather just uh They'll let take, pigs run wild and I'd rather just take them out with a high-powered air rifle that's that's
2: what I, I mean I agree yeah. I agree I mean, and that
1: way they're done they're dead you can't reel them in that way though
0: this is one no, stop yeah, stop they stopping.
2: go get them they they go get them it's because right. they run I watched a bunch of videos they just run the boats right up to wherever they fell out of the mm-hmm. tree and grab it yeah
1: right and they do iguanas are <laughs> very good scrambling hook. Iguanas are very good swimmers, so they tend to hang out near um, areas where there are water and trees overhanging. Right.
2: I mean, I don't like killing any animals, really, but ones that are invasive, I I don't flinch at.
0: Right. At all. Well, uh, I mean, fish don't have feelings, George. Feelings. So they never tell me. <laughs> More than
2: feelings.
0: <laughs> You'll kill the hell out of some fish and crabs, yeah. I'll tell you that. So
2: <laughs> Now, the the pigs, iguanas, the... Snakes in Florida, I I wouldn't hesitate in that. But.
0: Right. Yeah, catching those big ass snakes seems and like a good process. Too. And I would eat. Oh yeah, I'm I, not, would, I I'm, would. eat all I'm this not stuff. saying
2: just kill them to kill them. I'm, I would gather them. And, and you know, when a place puts a bounty out on a on an animal, I think it's ten bucks now for iguanas. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I mean, you're getting ten bucks just for like, what do you have to turn in to prove you killed an iguana? Anything body, or whole body? The whole body. Oh, the whole body? Yeah. Because it seems like it would be way more worth it if you just got a permit I and you just sold it on the meat I market. You'd be getting a lot enough. more money selling them to restaurants than you would just no, be in, a, a in, other, in the bounty system. And again, system. that's a whole
1: other permit system you have to go yeah, through. Because I think, I think you've got to have the health code permits, the proper area to butcher them, keep them cold. I mean, yeah. that's a whole. it's a lot yeah, more. They're not,
2: in the fish and wildlife isn't necessarily advocating eating them. They just want them gone. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: But you find that that Mm -hmm. becomes the case with most invasive species. Like, you know, I know the deal in Louisiana was they're trying to come up with a whole market for nutria meat. Right. And you're just eating basically a large water rodent. Uh, Those things look nasty. like, popular, I, I think I'd be more apt to eat an iguana before I would eat a nutria. nutrient
2: consumption is the cure for yeah. all of those invasive species. Well, mm-hmm. It's kind of
0: like when we talked about hippos, you know, yeah. they had the big plan to import hippos and it was, uh, what the, Down the Louisiana water, again, yeah, yeah, like water brisket or yeah. something <laughs> like it was a weird term they came up with, but supposedly they're delicious. Yeah. But yeah, that is the cure is, you know, uh, anything you I want mean, to get rid of, I mean, if, make yeah, people if, think it's delicious. No, like,
2: um, an example of how individuals can get rid of an animal: the um, red drum, redfish, almost went extinct because one TV chef came up with a recipe for blackened redfish. Right. Literally, almost wiped out the species, and they had to put huge controls on, huh. instigating a slot limit. And now they've rebounded, and they're back. Yeah. To, they're back to pretty much normal. But that's an example of. If everybody teams up and kills them, right. they're gonna be gone.
1: Right, <laughs> totally. So, anything else, you guys? I think that's it. How about an iguana cryptid, real quick? Do it. Nijuka, N-I-J-O-O-K-A, was first seen in late eighteenth by late eighteenth century explorers, and it is basically an iguana that's more the size of an alligator. Hmm. Uh, they've actually supposedly have pictures, footprints, and dung. I think it was in Journey to the Center of the Earth. Dung, and then that's pretty <laughs> much what I got. Yeah, ookla. <laughs> so, <laughs> shall we do a, a beer review?
0: Heck yes, we should. I don't. E- I don't even know if it's appropriate to call it a beer. It and, is a beer. Yeah, I mean it's made with similar ingredients. It don't taste like a beer that I've ever had before, but
2: I will say it um, sitting it. As it gets warm, it doesn't really harm it all that much.
1: No, 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 no. And it's still got it's still got good effervescence in terms of the bubbles. It still smells like a sausage. Yeah, I mean the bubbles
0: are great. Uh, it is, I'm gonna say dry. Yeah, on the palate, like it is
1: dry on the palate.
0: it, it, yeah. it tends to suck a little moisture out. It's of, a little pickle juicy. It makes you drink more. It it does have that. Like kind of a briny, pickle, juicy, mm-hmm. sour to it, but like I said, this is kind of your training wheel sour. Yeah, you know, you can get into some that are just absolutely funky as hell. I, I've also got I don't, into some I don't farmhouse know I, ales that are just like,
2: oh, I don't know, if, I don't know why I would want to do that, but I, I
0: I'm actually very surprised. Uh, at how much this, I'm enjoying this, and yeah. This now that I know that this is kind of what you're going to get into, and it's got that little bit of salt kick in the background, yeah. that ain't killing me either. No, like no. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying. Salt that. is
2: killing me. But. Is it? Well, yeah, it's going to
0: kill all of us eventually, George. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Yeah, HDP. So, give it a number. <laughs> uh, man, I'm gonna. I have no I reference. Actually, I like it enough to, right out the gate, I'll. Just because it's going to be a baseline sour for me too i'll go with an eight though
2: yeah i i don't know how else to do it either other I, I think we're gonna to have to sample okay. oh we're good quite a bit more of this
0: style of we will now yeah. that i got you guys into eight five
2: because i like the way it hung around when it was getting warmer
1: right Agreed. i'm gonna go with an eight five two having had other gozas mm-hmm. um This is, you get that hint, that little bit of a margarita hint to it.
0: Yeah, I just don't have any kind of an index to place this higher or lower. So, you know, we we do have the ability to go back in time. Yes. At some point after we have a few of these because, you know, that's really what I'm doing is I'm just trying to set a baseline for myself. There you go. You know, from here, we're going to go where we go. Uh, We're not experts. (laughs) Keep that in mind, (laughs) everybody. We Uh, Don't don't take our word for it. (laughs) Right. Uh, Give it a shot on your own. Heck yes. Yeah, Yeah. and if we're doing that also, you know, just as a show in general, if we're turning you on to animals you've never heard of and maybe some beer styles you've never heard of, I hope that everybody out there is branching out a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, definitely let us know. And uh, just a little teaser here. Uh, we are talking about getting some more merch and doing some type of a giveaway contest. We haven't we haven't sussed it all out yet and figured out what the parameters of it is going to be and you know how to apply or what we need or I would imagine at this point we have the ability to bring you on the show on, in a remote location so our winner can definitely uh, join the show and we'll talk about the animal of your choice yeah. you know assuming it's something we haven't done before yeah uh, or we'll just you know the winner gets to pick a different animal if we've done it
1: before but damn sure you know we we have the final say we yeah we do yeah all right actually max does but that's beside the point that's true all right how about a toast yeah all right to the year of the iguana i want another goza
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we don't goza around here
1: (laughs) sausage beer all right peace out folks
2: Watch me na Okay Now watch me whip Whip Watch me na-na Watch me do it Now watch me whip Watch me na